about Remy? Remy? Remy. How about Remy? Remy's nice. I like Remy. Remy's nice? Yeah. Because I have to say, our listeners came up trumps with your asking for... Was it... What was it? Unusual? I don't want to say the word odd. Unusual. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. No, I think it was moderately unusual baby names for boys. Moderately unusual... God, it's quite convoluted. Moderately unusual baby names for boys. And can I say... Listeners are fabulous, so thank you for it. So it was awesome. Kate that came up with Remy Gibson yep, or how do B A E N Bane Bean Bane Bean Bean Bean. Is she talking about a dog? Bean Austin. I like that Bean. <laughs> I quite like Bean. I don't I'll think you say I Bean. Do you? Don't bean. like Bean. You don't like Bean. <laughs> <laughs> Kate, I'm really bean. sorry. I've, uh, <laughs> I've probably got that all wrong. Okay, so we've got some Italian names from Laura. Okay, well, okay, that's going to be tough for us to pull off. No, but I must <laughs> say. We'll see if any of those you feel. No, we've got Italian and non-Italian. Okay, so Italian, right. we've got Luca, uh huh, Ennio, Ennio. I've never heard of Ennio before. Well, you wanted unusual, uh, Marco, mm-hmm. Flavio, Emilio, Valerio. <laughs> I can't. Oh, I, can't gosh, loads I, I can't see your son being Valerio. <laughs> Valerio. <laughs> uh, and Paolo. Paolo. But okay. then Laura also said, if you want some non-Italian names, you could have Perry, right, Victor, Sammy, or Tyler. Any, okay, any that's a those? lot to digest. But I find it. I'm going to send you these lists. I find, don't you? When you think of names, you think about people you knew. It might be someone from school or someone you met. And if you like the name, but you say you didn't really like the person, you thought the person was a bit odd. You can't use that name. You can't. Well, there, there are lots of things like that. And that is where Ben's very annoying because I don't know. He just knows everyone, somebody who has had every name there's ever been. So he's not happy about it. But so for me, for me, genuinely, like I really like the name Roger, but there's no way I can call my son Roger doing the job that I do because everybody will think I've called him after Roger Federer. And I haven't. I just really like the name Roger. Yeah, you can't. Can you, you imagine be... if I turn up and I'm like, this is Roger? Everyone would be like, what? The issue we had without going into exact names was I didn't want to, I didn't want to consider any name that's been used for any member of a royal family because I didn't want people to think, oh, look, big royal family fans. As it turns out, the royals decided to go down the route that we went and the amount of people that say to me, oh, were you inspired by, despite the fact that my child is four, five, whatever years older than said I royal know. baby. They're just not quite enough older for it to be kind of obvious. Do you know what I mean? It's, it's nothing to do with it. But well, Also, you I... live in Windsor. You're clearly a super fan. Well, it's it's just honestly because because ch- children, especially male children, sometimes get out of control in parks. So the amount of times you say, "Oh, hey, come here, X, Y, and Z," you know, whatever. So I sort of shout the name, and the amount of time people have come up to me saying, "Oh, that's lovely." Did you get the inspiration from? I'm like, no. Look, this child is running. This child is talking. How can I be inspired by a child that's so? We get a lot of that. Also, the royal family tend to use names that are kind of you know, they're, they're names. They're names that are used. What do you mean they're names? They're names what? that are used by other people, as in... What? Yeah, but... They're not, not the only children with those names. No, but they're not... There's, they're not, there's not an off... It's not... Oh, I don't know. I know, I know it's a bit annoying. They're not everywhere, but they probably now will be the next generation. There'll be a lot more of them. Right. So, okay. so my boys, they're, they're the only ones of their names in their school. Right, there you go. Ah, but... 
when you meet parents who have got younger children, I've already found some more of their names who are coming through. Yeah. So I think that they've maybe we got them. Maybe we got there'll be people going right running through royal families. But there there is that kind of thing. And I should say from Kesha, she sent us an email via our website, and she was really sweet. She said, "Look, I'm a big fan, but I'm a quiet one. But obviously, this cry for baby name help spurred Kesha into action. Okay, good. And she came up with one of them. I'm not sure if I can say this right. So we've got Sebastian. Okay, good name. I can say that. Carlos. Right. Libra, as in, well, the star sign or free. Okay. Like no. French, it's like free. Your child oh. could be free. Okay. Like that. Yeah. Gian, 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 Gian. Right. These are unusual. I love this. This is. I've not seen Ellery. And I'm not sure if I. And Stian. I think it's Stian. I don't think it's Stillian. I think it's Stian. Okay. Hmm. Yeah. Interesting. What do you think? Yeah. Well, I like that they're coming up with names that I've not heard of before. I'll have to have a proper look at the list. But no, you can't be going tennis player. You can't have a Roger. You can't have a Rafa. You just you you can't. You you can't have an Andy. You it's you, really not. But what if one of the names is just something that I just really like? You know, a name I really liked. Not that I'm saying I'm about to go and have more children. Is I like Stan. Yeah, I like the name Stan. That's a great I think Stan. Name. Stan is a great name. But and I'm probably not. I think you're even more tied up in the tennis world. I think if I called my child Stan, people would not link it immediately to the Swiss tennis player. But you go down the Roger, Andy, Rafa, Stan path. You, there's no comeback. Yeah. For, there's so much comeback for you. I mean, there's no coming back from that. Yeah. That's a tennis name. I right? know. I know. And I wouldn't be able to really deny it, to be honest. It would just it'd be stupid. No, it's not after Roger. That would be stupid. Why don't you sneak Roger as a middle name? Because then it can be, oh, it was a grandfather, great, great, no, grandfather. No, still it's not, yeah, it's not happening anyway. But uh, to be honest, it's not a name that I would have chosen, but it's just, I just did consider it the other day. that It's a name that I like and I just cannot use. I feel there's so much I want to talk to you about in this week's podcast because we were speaking before we came on air and um, I was actually downstairs and my phone rang and it, it actually was my mum. She left a message and you know your phone rings you back. Yeah. And for some reason my phone was ringing on my computer an iPad and my phone. So there's a lot of ringing going on. And I left it the first time, left it the second time. Third time, I suddenly thought, what if Naomi has gone into labour and she's ringing me to tell me she can't do the podcast? Oh. That was actually a genuine thought. Yeah, I mean, it could happen. Well, it was, it was my mum wanting to go for a walk. But there was a moment <laughs> I suddenly thought, because you're, you're not that far away from a day and you don't know the exact day it's going to happen. So... It's it's a genuine concern that we might not speak to each other like this for a while after this. Yeah, no, maybe right? not. I don't know. We'll we'll have to see how it goes. I mean, there's a chance I'm in labour right now, to be honest. So, wow. You know. you know what? It's I think you're tell. doing really well. <laughs> what? No, well, it's not. Uh, <laughs> I'm just, very, very beginning. <laughs> well, I'm just saying, yeah, okay. I think, well, if you are, you're doing, you're doing really well. And this would be... <laughs> This would be a very strange turn for this podcast to take. So partly why I wanted to give you all those names. So maybe when you so are ready. in labour, one of those will be in your subconscious and suddenly you'll shout out Flavio <laughs> when you're in labour. <laughs> <laughs> okay, I like and, it. And, and Ben will be like, oh. We actually, a lot of people got in touch last week and we're always really appreciative of people who listen, who enjoy. A couple of people saying we're going back into lockdown. So I hope you guys are going to, Keep going. Well, we're going to keep going until you go into labour. Angela said, "Myth busted." Read the squash. Remember when I was 
I was told I couldn't do squash and tennis and then I was told ah, by Claire yes. Curran, our friend, that you could actually, and, and squash has actually been known to be helpful for tennis and vice versa. And and Sarah got in touch with a squash fact. Um, the squash players at her club have been given honorary tennis memberships while the squash courts are closed and they are really good tennis players. Interesting. But they don't normally play tennis. I guess not. No, because they play squash. But you can but play both. No, but they they have squash memberships. Have you ever have you ever gone on YouTube and watched like some of the best squash shots? No, because I actually have, have and you? it is insane. As in recently, after we were talking about it, or you know something you do? No, this is something that just did <laughs> ages ago. I don't know. I just like looking at cool stuff, right? And I mean, some of the stuff they do is amazing. Have you seen how they when the ball it bounces and it's sort of like when it hangs in the air a little bit? In tennis, obviously, you just have your racket back and you're yeah. ready to, to go. They they take the racket. <laughs> I don't even know how to explain it. Any squash fan is just going to be head in their hands right now. <laughs> Come on. But they, they 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 do like around the world. The yeah. you do around the world like the racket goes around the ball. Yeah. And then they hit it. It's like a it's like a fake. It's a dummy. So you don't know which way they're going to hit it because obviously in squash you can hit it in any direction because it's mental. And uh, so they, they like flick the racket around the ball. I saw one, the guy did it three times. He went around the ball three times before hitting it in a direction. It was unbelievable. Wow. Oh, yeah. Okay. Watch some of the best squash shots or the best, best squash points for sure. I'm not going to say it's not high on my list in terms of, I know we're in lockdown and we are a little bit more restricted as to what we can do. I can't promise that by next week I'll have watched the best squash shots in the world. No, you should. Oh, no. I'm telling you. No, you have to. That's your homework. It's my homework. Um, used I'll to be, send you a link. My homework last week was was looking at bonking and used to be a runner uh, sent us a message said that he used to bonk on a regular basis but not so much these days. Thanks, and he used to be a runner. It is it is very much a, a, very, a very much a running thing. So, so I got it. it right, yeah. You did get it right. It is a, is a, it's a leg thing in running. See? See? Loose facts aren't so loose, are they? Uh, that, that one just had a real looseness about it. And there's a really interesting email from, it's turning into a listener's pod, isn't it? From wow, yeah. Mary, but I really do appreciate, uh, as we do, the people get in touch with us. Um, this was an email again through the website saying she enjoys the podcast, just finishing listening to the most recent one. I'd like to comment on the discussion around lockdown and low-risk sports like tennis, golf and fishing. And then she puts in bracket, is that even a sport? Well... I would say, well, no. yeah, quite, quite, exactly, quite. And we definitely know it's not for Naomi. She goes on to say, we've just come out of the end of our second lockdown in Melbourne, which was severe, where anything outdoors exercise wise were limited to one hour per day and within five kilometers of home. No tennis, no golf, playgrounds closed. It was made very clear by the health experts that while these activities were low risk, it was very important to limit all movement and cross contact between households as much as possible. And that it's not one single thing that will make the difference to infection rates for the cumulative totals of lots of things big and small. So the more little things you restrict, the better. Our second lockdown was more restrictive than the first and mentally it's harder too. Then goes on to say, I'm sending you both my best wishes and hugs and all the best to Naomi for the new arrival to Flavio or Enrico, who's going to be with us. You really want the Flavio to stick, I like don't that. you? I just, I can just, I, I love that. Um, so, Mary, thank you very much, and and we're glad that the lockdown has been eased, and you're you're coming through the other side. I think for me, it was more that because over here, this lockdown 
it isn't as severe and the schools are still open. I mean, in terms of a, of a daily day, I don't know. Well, you, I mean, ho- I'm hoping you're resting when not building like nursery stuff. But for me, the day hasn't really changed. I'm allowed to exercise. I have to take the kids to school and bring them back. I can take them to the playground that's open if I need to get something from the shops. I mean, most of the shops on the high street where I live are pretty much open apart from clothes shops. So I think then you look at things like outdoor sports for five, six-year-olds and you kind of wonder why they can't happen. But at the same time, I get the less people you have in contact, the better it is. Yeah, I suppose it's about what comes with it, isn't it? That the parents have to then turn up and, and all that sort of thing. But yeah, I mean, look, we have to admit, even our first lockdown, which was much stricter than this one, um, you know, is nothing, not a patch on some of the other countries in terms of their lockdowns, where, you know, people literally did not leave leave homes uh, at all. Um, and of course, Melbourne has been, been pretty strict for for quite some time. So we have to... I mean, I don't know whether that makes us fortunate or not. I mean, it's fortunate in the short term, but is it fortunate in the long term? Who knows? Who knows what the right answer is? Um, but yeah, this is a situation that, that we're in. And uh, I suppose just selfishly, I'm not normally that selfish, to be fair, but just selfishly, as I say, it doesn't really impact me me much at all. As long as I can get the baby out and everything's fine. We're... <laughs> you know what? That's, right. definitely, that's definitely going to happen. Lockdown or no lockdown. Roger come is out com- one way or another, Roger's coming out one way or the other. <laughs> oh, little Rog. Can you imagine little Rog? <laughs> so cute. Oh. You know, we're just going to end up, whatever you officially name your child, I'm just going to call him Roger. <laughs> And every time Fair enough. I see Ben, Ben's like, you know, he's not called Roger. And I was like, yeah, but, you know, it just it kind of fits, really. Um, so what we do have this week, end of this week, what I do have is is London. We've got on the men's side of things. Oh, there's, yes. Is, there's one more push. There's one more tournament, right? I know. I'd almost forgotten about it, to be honest. Um, oh, it's such a shame that the last London, the last O2 event is going to be like this. It is a bit rubbish. Well, and and you know, I think what's what's even sadder is it's the it's the fiftieth anniversary. Uh, all the stars of line. And let's be fair, the O2 have done it brilliantly. I mean, it being hosted yeah. in London for me is it's. I mean, outside of a slam, it's by far for me the best event in in terms of an indoor event to make it as good as that. Because you know, indoors is a little bit different to sort of having the atmosphere of outside and that sort of thing. I think it is an awesome event. I've been so lucky to be able to work on it the last few years and be there and experience it. I just, yeah, I just absolutely love it. And it, it's such a shame that it's going to go out like this because I think everybody's loved it being in London and we understand that it's got to move, but it's it's been there for ages, right? And uh, it will be off to Turin. Yeah. And hopefully in Turin, things will be looking a little bit more normal back end of 2021. But yeah, so it is... It's a bit of a shame because it would have been an awesome send off. Um, And I know there are lots of people that I know who stupidly have waited an entire decade (laughs) to not go. And we're like, well, we were going to go this year. We wanted to go before it moved. Not happening. And I know that they had lots of things planned because it's it's 50 years that this event has been held. So in recognition of that, we're going to have Group Tokyo 1970 and Group London 2020. Because normally the singles groups are named after former players. Oh, so you're either London or Tokyo. Yeah, you're London or Tokyo. And the doubles groups are going to be called Group Bob Bryan and Group Mike Bryan. So the twin, oh, the twins nice. have been separated. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Which one's better? In recognition of the careers, because they've obviously retired this year and they were going to do a final few tournaments. But 
due to COVID and not have any fans, they they decided not to. So we've got, I think that ceremony's taking place on Thursday. A few people have sort of been saying, how how is it how is it different? Because London, as we know, is currently on a second lockdown. And as you touched on there, so no fans are going to be allowed in this event. The players are all going to stay in one hotel. On arrival, yes. they will all be tested and must remain in the hotel until they have a negative test result, which they've kind of got used to now since we... Yeah, standard procedure, it sounds like. ...resumed. Then apparently the players are going to be tested every four days on average, which again is... They've kind of got used to it. I mean, it's sort of pretty standard. If any player breaks the bubble without a valid reason, they will be defaulted. I like that you've put that in, though. As in, and was it the US Open? There was some kind of yellow line in the reception of the hotel, and it was kind of like if you cross this, you're out. Like if you don't have it, if you're not, if you're not getting on the bus to Flushing Meadows, you know, you're if you just suddenly wander over it. That's and there'll be no linesmen or women. So we've got Hawkeye Live calling all the lines, which is a little bit. It's so it's going to yeah. have a little feel of the of the next gen finals because the next gen finals, which has been postponed for this year due to COVID, was similar to the O2 in case of like music and lights flashing and all a bit sort of jazzy. But they would use, they were the first ones because that's, it's not an experimental tournament, but it's an event where they can trial new things. So we had the the towel boxes and we had Hawkeye Live. So it's going to be Hawkeye Live in London this year. Now, can I ask a question? Uh, yes. With Hawkeye Live, you may not know the answer, so well, I'm that's, really that's sorry. Well, that's why I was like, uh, okay. <laughs> if not, you can answer it with a loose fact. <laughs> okay, I'll, you know, I'll just make up yeah, an answer. Question and answer. Off you go. <laughs> yeah, I've just been paying attention a little less this week. That's just, right. I've just been busy. Yeah. That's just the way it is. With Hawkeye Live, because Hawkeye Live at Next Gen, yes. which was the first tournament to use it, yes. you can do the video replays of say, um, I don't know, Kubot leans over the net to play a volley and you're not allowed to do that Lovely. and you could do a video yeah. replay or a double bounce and you can do a video replay. Is that included in the I do, Hawkeye Live I've, package? What I've noticed with Hawkeye Live is that it has shown replays of close calls. Is it? It, yes. it can show a close call. So... I imagine there might be an element of that. So obviously they can't challenge. I quite like the fact they can't challenge and it is it is what it is. But if something's pretty close, so the player doesn't... I love it. I love how stuffy they get. I want to see it. Put it on the screen. I, but I quite like this. Can you imagine? In, instead of... It's, I think it's clever. Instead of festering for the next three games or maybe losing the match because of a call that they thought was out but it was actually in, they will show close calls. So it's kind of, well, yeah. there you go. And, and they may have gone all kind of, eh, but it, it's shown and... And they move on. So we've got Hawkeye Live, which the likes of... And, and the other thing is we've got Stefano Tsitsipas, defending champion, came through next gen. Daniel Medvedev has played next gen. Andre mm. Rublev has played next gen. I mean, these... I don't know how much credit we're giving to next gen in that, in that push and that drive to reach that season-ending tournament and going on from there. Karen Hishanov, he's not in London but he's another one that came through at Next Gen. It's it's providing a bit of a platform for these young guys to have something to aim for and to aspire to at that stage of their career. Oh, I think so. I think it's contributed contributed hugely. I think it's also a little bit lucky with timing because you can't force the players yeah. to kind of come out of nowhere. You can't just say, right, we're going to give you this tournament and now you've got to get a good because we need some new players. That's not how it works. But I think it's a combination of, yeah, very lucky with that we really do have this wave coming um and then yeah it's it's interesting because we had Zverev obviously didn't play because he qualified 
for you know, two, a couple of times when he was still eligible. And the first time he flew over to do an exhibition match, remember? And then flew out again. Oh yeah, he played against Itzpas, who was the alternate. No, look, I think I think it's it's a it's a fantastic event. I think it really gives him a sense of belonging. You know, these guys who are young up and comers are selling out that place in Milan, and you know, being there and experiencing it. It is an awesome, awesome tournament. It's very much based on the O2 in terms of the style of it. You know, even down to, not the O2, but the the tour finals because even down to they don't have the tram yeah. lines, which is the old. That school. took me a while. That that's weird to get used to. When you look at that, you're like. Oh, there's something different. Wow, that's it. It's just it must be really strange for players so used to playing with with the tram lines, and then suddenly they've gone. Yeah, so strange. I really think that it helps them deal with a lot of pressure and nothing to do with the scoring system. You know, I'm not really into the whole sort of there are bigger moments all of the time, more frequently in the scoring system because they just play first of four in each set. Because the the longer it takes to get to a big moment, the bigger that moment becomes. So yeah, I don't really. I don't really see I don't really see that but in terms of dealing with the pressure of being the person being the people that people are there for the media are here for you Stefano Sitsipas and Hyun Chung of course the winner of the first one yeah yeah. They're not here for Federer, Djokovic and Nadal and oh, because you're here, they'll ask you a couple of questions. They have come to Milan to see you. These people have bought tickets. You are the person, you're on the billing. Yannick Sinner, of course, winner of last year. And yep. you are the draw. And what comes with that is a lot of pressure, a lot of press attention. You know, the whole tournament hangs on you. And that's sort of the feeling that the top few guys have had throughout you know, the last 15 years really, isn't it? And I think that is a really important thing to get used to, just that sense of belonging that, yeah, you can be the person that walks out on court as the favourite. And we've seen the winners of Next Gen do so, so well, right? Like right off the bat. With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. And it's something for them, of course, at that age, you should have loads of of aims or, or goals or however you structure your year. But at the beginning to know that you're in this race with guys around your age and you're competitive, aren't you? You want to beat the guys around your age. You want to be better than them, however good friends you are off court. And then you know you could get to Milan and, you know, there's like these, there's there's the party, there's the opening ceremony, there's everything that goes with it. There's the fun. As you say, they have bought tickets to look at you. They're not like really disappointed because Federer suddenly pulls out the last minute and they've got you. They have gone... To see, I, no, I, I think it's been brilliant, and the fact that we've now seen the the transition of a handful of them. I mean, when we look at London, we've got Sitspas defending champion in London. We've got Daniel Medvedev, who's who's well and truly established himself in that top chunk of players. I mean, look, a lot of these guys aren't old. Team is not old, and and Zverev is not old. Diego Schwartzman, he's what late twenties, but wonderful to see him in London. And then you've got Andre Rublev. So for me, this year, I absolutely love the mix. So two groups. Round robin, best to qualify, then it's knockout for people who, who aren't familiar with London. But I love the fact we've got this mix 
of the the guys who've been there for years and years and still performing at the very very top and then we've got your Andre Rublev who hits every ball as if it's the last ball he's ever going to hit in his life yeah yeah the four balls <laughs> I mean those balls when they when they get taken out the can and they look around not that they do and they see Rublev who seems like a very lovely mild-mannered when you talk to him and a very lovely man but they must see him and just want to get back in that can yeah I know right it's <laughs> It's pretty intense. It's scary, isn't it? But I think it's It's really good because I was listening to you on radio and when you've got Rublev on, because there's just so much sound effect with the way... I mean, he's so loud when he hits the ball. It must be quite helpful for you because, you know, people can hear the ferocity. They can hear the intensity. The only thing is that it just doesn't let up. It doesn't matter if it's the first point of the match or halfway through. You know what you're going to get. It's just like relentless. But I think it does come across quite well, particularly on radio when people can't see it. You You can still feel it and you you feel bad for his opponents <laughs> you know <laughs> in this time of no crowds and i know they have sort of piped in applause um for for most matches that you hear but which we know isn't the same but it's something i want the players to make a bit more noise i like the fact that during a point you can pause or say you know you can hear Medvedev and you can stop and then you can really hear him so i like the fact they're making a little bit more noise because it gives us especially on radio a little bit something else to work with because it i think you get used to it whether you're listening to it or you're doing it but it, it is different when you have those massive moments and there's a 30 was it Raonic who saved match point against um Umber in a 30 shot rally or something and in the contracts we're on our feet I mean we're literally on our feet but there's nothing from the crowd apart from this sort of someone presses a button there's really polite applause that comes in (laughs) so I, I, I quite like the fact that I would hate to be in charge of that button but I like the fact that you're you're hearing the players a little bit more so but but Rublev I mean I I if I had to face him I mean I it's just terrifying it's just terrifying how do you think he's going to do do you think he's going to be overwhelmed by the situation? Because this is very, very new. I th- if there could, there could be an element of that because he, look, Novak Djokovic still is surely the overwhelming favourite. You know, Nadal said, "Look, I got a handful of matches in Paris. It was good. I know what I have to work on." But we know he doesn't really like these. They're not his favourite conditions, right? So you've got Novak Djokovic. He's year end number one. He's heading towards history. He wants to scoop up. More points, more pride. There's, it's what, 1,500 points up for grabs. Yes, it's the Tour fifth finals. biggest event. Four slams yes. are worth 2,000. This one's 1,500. And Sitzpass won it last he year, did. but he knows he won't lose any points. Is it? Is that? Is the Tour finals considered in the whole saving yep. points in the ranking system just because different people... Yeah, I think so. I don't see why so it wouldn't be. about that. Because it can be... Because you don't really, yeah, I, I suppose Sitzpass, if he hadn't qualified, could say, well, it's not my fault. There hadn't been enough tournaments, so I couldn't get back there. Do you see what I no, mean? No, I think I think it is um, the same with everything because you have to keep it consistent. And also Federer's not playing, is he? So And he's not losing his points. Well, Sitzpass should feel nice and relaxed going in with his 1,500 points that are going nowhere. He can just sort of... Yeah, have a swing. Just have a swing. Be, I, I don't know, but I, I, I think I... I worry more about Diego Schwartzman. I'm hoping he's not in a group with Daniel Medvedev because it's it's not a good head to head. It's it's not, and we yeah. we saw that. In Paris. It's funny, isn't it? Because the way the way that the rankings go, and it, it, I mean, it's similar this year. I don't think it's really been any different. Actually, I thought it was going to be a bit of a different race, yeah. but I don't think it has been any different to how it would have ended up with a normal year. But it really is those last two spots that are interesting and there's almost sort of six or eight players that could grab them I mean the top six are players who 
are in the top 10, have been in the top 10, are very, very consistent. You really do get six normally that you would absolutely expect. And then you've got like another pool of players and that filling in that seven and eighth spot can be can be really tough, I think. Um, but, I mean, Riblev and Schwartzman, I mean, I don't think anyone deserves it more than them. I'm really interested to see Dominic Team. We know what Dominic Team brings to the court, but we also know what players can experience after winning their maiden Grand Slam title um, on the men's or the women's side. I mean, it's such a life-changing moment. And he spoke about not really having a lot of time to celebrate or for it to sink in moving to Roland Garros, which wasn't probably the worst thing in the world. Then old Hugo Gaston pretty much finished off Dominic Team. He didn't he didn't leave a lot of team left for team to progress. And then team took a little bit of time to get himself fully fixed. There was a slight niggle. But it just I'm just interested team is, is someone who gives you a hundred percent, but I'm just interested life is different. Life is different for all of us at the moment, but he's a Grand Slam champion on top of that and what that took out of him mentally and physically. I love- I love how he, I love how they're the same things. Life's different for us too at the moment. Well, no. I mean, he's a Grand Slam champion. It's, We're in lockdown. It's, it's all the same. Like, life has been different for everyone this year. And and I think also the we talked about this last week, didn't we? That some people are saying, well, how can players be tired? Because they've been going on about not playing for six months, but they've suddenly had this. No, listen to last week's episode. This mini condensed season, the changing surfaces, and also the emotions, the stress of. You know, people have very different personalities. They deal with things very differently. Some don't deal well with being told to stay in your hotel room. You can't go to that bistro. You can't go sightseeing. You can't go and visit someone. If you want to play in this tournament, you have to be locked in and locked down. So I think that emotional and mental pressure on top of everything else. I I, I think, I, I don't think, well, I don't know, maybe the US Open that was seeing an effect on Novak Djokovic. I but it'd be interesting, Dominic team as well, because he's had the life-changing situation of becoming a Grand Slam champ. And just the demands. People want more. People asking more. If if that's going to show us a different team in London or not. Yeah, but I just... I, I We did talk about this after he won. And I really just think that because he's been knocking on the door, he's been so, so close. I think it's much more of a relief. Whereas somebody like a Sviontek... I mean, life has just dramatically changed overnight. It's just it's just suddenly incredibly different, you know. I mean, team's been in the Grand Slam finals. People have been talking about him like a Grand Slam champion. We know he's here to stay. It's different knocking on the door than walking through the door and lifting up the trophy. Yes, and I agree, but I don't think that the external sort of pressure that's coming at him will be dramatically different. I think it's just kind of like, okay, you've now won the Grand Slam, so now there is a little bit more pressure, but not sort of... Do you know what I mean? But like did, not, a, did Angelique Kerber in was it 2016? Didn't didn't she meet the Pope or something? I mean, was it? <laughs> I, I mean, there's. Do you know what I mean? There's there's being talked about. There's being a very good player. There's winning stuff, and then there's meeting the Pope. I mean, that's <laughs> that's that's insane, right? Is it not? How, well, yeah, yeah. Okay, can you imagine? Right. So, you, and you speak to your I don't know if your your agent, your manager. Right. What are we doing on on Tuesday? Well, we're going to meet the Pope. I mean. How, that's that's not normal. That's you know. It's Is like he a tennis t- fan? I, I don't know. It's <laughs> I'm not going to go into loose facts around this. I don't. <laughs> I've got, I'm going to say I don't. I'm going to say probably very respectful of achievements, but I but I I cannot confirm or deny his interest in tennis. But it's like you know football teams who win a World Cup and suddenly they're in front of the I don't know the king of their country or these these are. I, I don't know to what extent that has happened to Dominic Team, but it's things like that that you can be talked about and you can knock on a door. You're not meeting the Pope. Probably not. 
or the king they have all met the pope or, or the <laughs> king of a... king of spain not that he would have met a king of spain but you know what i mean it's when you you go through the door you lift up the trophy there might be a little invite to the royal palace in in wherever or this and and that is another strain of taking you away from what you should be doing and that's hitting balls on tennis court right okay what cool thing would you want to do then okay if you if you won a grand slam what's the cool thing you'd want to do so naomi osaka went on ellen i think ellen's degenerous show out in the states when she won the us open for the first time i mean serena williams at this point has met presidents and all sorts she's done everything yeah Yeah. talk shows uh, shopping channels she's got clothing lines out i mean i i I think that you know what would it be so you've got the you've got we're talking about pope levels here i always think that would be a real really interesting question to ask serena williams like is there anyone left to meet because you know you've done you've done everything so if you say to her who yeah is is there anyone that she hasn't met that she would like to meet in terms of i look i wouldn't say no to meeting the pope well, I mean, why not? It's probably a lovely chat. It's, it, but it's huge, isn't it? I mean, to say you've met the Pope is, it's a big. I, it's, again, not the royal, royal family because no, you're in I'm not. There's, there's, oh, there's, there's you're clearly I mean, a even, super fan. So even this week we have paparazzi on um, the long walk because they're trying to get photos of various members. They've, they're here. They're not here. They've done this. They haven't done this. So you're running and you're exhausted. You're like tongues hanging out your mouth and you're sweating and you're looking dishevelled. And there's like a line of paparazzi. They're obviously not here to take photos of you running. But I, although I did in the papers at the weekend see some shots because it was so busy with people out and about. So no, the royal family. I just no. I haven't. I'm not. I, I don't want to offend anyone that likes our podcast. I'm not a, a big royal fan. Um, so I wouldn't say no to the Pope. There's such a sur- such a surreal conversation we're having. Yeah, but when you hit a certain status, that you do get to do these weird things. Like, was it Dennis Rodman, the basketball, the NBA player? Yes. Didn't he go? I to- wouldn't want to meet him. No. He, <laughs> no. <laughs> he went to North Korea and met Kim well, Jong Un. Okay, so I don't want to do that. Can we There's- just? <laughs> But you know what I mean? Is in like it's just these weird things that you can do. Would you like to be on a sort of a talk show? I don't know. I don't think meet so. Oprah, for example. No, I, I. Well, again, it'd be lovely to meet Oprah, but it's not. It's if I don't have a bucket list of people I'd like to meet when I win my first Grand Slam. Surprisingly enough. So, <laughs> but you, as a tennis yeah. player, maybe I don't know. Maybe someone said, "What? What's your goal being tennis player?" And you say, "I want to win Wimbledon." So. You must you must have more of an idea because I'm pretty rubbish at coming up with what I'd like to do. Yeah. Right, what would who would you who would you like to who would you like to meet the Pope? Um, well, again, I mean, if he was kind of in the same room, I'd go and say hello. But I wouldn't. Oh, right. <laughs> I wouldn't, I wouldn't <laughs> I seek him out. How casual is that? I'd just go and say hello. I but if love... someone said, "Sorry, go on. He's a massive tennis fan. The Pope would like to meet you. Would you say yes or no? Sure. Yeah." Why not? Sure. So laid back about meeting the Pope. I can't believe it's this. He's just right. the Pope. Okay. He's a guy. So so who would get you kind of like, oh my God, I'm going to meet. Do you know what? I just don't, do I don't know. I don't know if anyone would, to be honest. I, I, I'm going to no have one? to think about it, but I'd love to hear what the listeners would do. What would be their thing if they got to that sort of stratosphere level of Because I celebrity. imagine you get lots of offers, don't you? Your, your team will say, well, we've had... So Naomi Osaka, Ellen wants you on her show or Oprah wants you on her show or the, what is it, the Letterman show or the whatever. There's all these, you know, and, and after New York, they go on the circuit, don't they, yeah. of, the, of the TV shows sort of morning and evening. And, and Hugo Gaston, bless him, at Roland Garros, he was on the, the nightly French magazine show when he 
beat Vavrinka and lost narrowly to, to Dominic Team after his 55 drop shot. So there's that moment when, I guess it's that 15 minute, I'm not saying his is 50, but you have that initial burst and it's if you if you do something spectacular for for your level or just genuinely spectacular. But I, I uh, yeah, it'll be, it'll be really, well, the Pope's come up a lot. It's got to be some good um, ones. This, I think it may be with some celebrities. I don't know. But you, I'd just probably to... rather hang out with people that I like, like have a dinner or something, rather than meeting. I don't really see. I don't know. Yeah, but that's going to lead me into then. I'd ask you like your ideal dinner party, sort of round table, and that's sort of, you know when people say you can have you can have four or five people at dinner, sort of dead or alive, which is a little bit macabre. Yeah. But you can but alive at the dinner. Well, yes, no, not just but, dead bodies but, but, <laughs> you're, that you're but chatting you're, to. <laughs> that would be weird. But you could, you know, your ideal dinner party set up, but they don't have to be people that are alive right now because, quite frankly, it's never going to happen. I look, if anyone, we, we've got the website, we've got Instagram because I've got the login and I've kept it, and we've got Twitter. So, but I, but that's we're coming back to tennis <laughs> in a roundabout oh, yeah. way. That that's just my thinking about team is you know in this time when he's not been playing has his every single minute of his day been taken up with PR things and all these other bits and meeting people so he hasn't been able to do as much as he would have wanted to on a tennis court and therefore he comes to to I don't know I'm just interested Uh, Djokovic will come in as Djokovic right Nadal will come in as Nadal but team, I'm, I'm just <laughs> great analysis. <laughs> <laughs> Top notch stuff. You know, <clears throat> excuse me. You you know what you're getting. Who's Diego I mean, going to turn up as? Is this like <laughs> stars in your eyes? This week, Diego <laughs> is going to be. Um, but you know what I mean. As in, Diego might be a little bit phased because he's in London for the first time and he's one of eight. Rublev. There might be an element, I don't know, a fatigue of Rublev with the amount he's done this year in this final push, and suddenly what they're doing. You know, there's. Some of them might have some, you know, there's, I don't know. But I just, for me, team, I'm I'm interested to see what team we get. Is it funny that this is a tournament, is the end of year sort of the top eight? And the last two years, two years since, because since past my last year, it's very of yep. the year before. Yeah. Am I right? I think I'm right. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, but that, they've not won a Grand Slam. I mean, Zverev right. has now been in a final, but the, yeah. I mean, that's that is their biggest title is winning the O2, winning winning the tour finals. I don't know. Is that strange? Should it be somebody who's won a Grand Slam? I don't know. Why? No. Why? I don't know. But it's the best of the best, no, isn't it? Yeah, but it's the best of the best. But again, it's a tennis match on a given day. Yeah. Oh, and you can lose as well and still win. So, the, <laughs> so they come in ranked. You know, Djokovic is coming in top, and Nadal's coming in second. So yes, they come in on their rankings, but in terms of you know, X plays Y, X can beat Y and Y can beat X largely. Largely. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. I, I yeah. But it's not it's not over five sets. They haven't had to win six matches to get to the seventh match to win the grand set. It's it's a different it's a different mindset, isn't it? It's a and maybe you know it, it's no, I don't Yeah, it's no. also not on clay. <laughs> that might have changed the winner over the last few years. <laughs> yeah, because we have to remember that Dahl, he still doesn't have Paris Bercy and he doesn't have the tour finals. I know. Title. I know. Final, I think is his best performance, which was way early on. Yes. Yeah. And we're still waiting for our alternates to, to be confirmed. It's probably by the time people listen, this probably has, because the draw's on Thursday. We're recording this on, what day is it? Yep. Wednesday. Is it Wednesday? Wednesday. Um, so alternates, because alternates can say, look, I, I don't want to hang around anymore. Or I need Because the other thing we've got to think about is, 
I'd be looking at players in pre-season, thinking, what on earth are they doing in pre-season November? But with everything going on in Australia and COVID and restrictions and quarantining, it means that they're going to have to start pre-season earlier because their season is effectively going to start earlier, Yeah, and right? it was quite interesting actually reading some of the players' comments about going down to Australia and everything that's being talked about at the moment and that because they're talking about renting whole resorts which have gyms and tennis courts in sounds the hotels. Lovely. I know, yeah. sounds fab. I mean, right. yeah, let them do that. That sounds great. So they yeah. can quarantine for two weeks, but they're still able to train. Because, I mean, it's tough enough starting out with a, a Grand Slam so early on in the season. It's tough for everyone. But if you forced everybody to stay in a hotel room for two weeks, they weren't allowed out at all. We could get some interesting results. That's for Well, sure. I think, and on Instagram and Twitter, you get some interesting little Insta stories of a player cooped up in his room for two yeah, weeks. Crikey. I think they would uh, be going a bit nuts. But so that, that that's the sort of plan. But then the question that I've seen some of the players say is, well, if we're allowed to train under quarantine yeah why can't we compete under quarantine why can't that just be say the tournaments in adelaide and that's it or it's brisbane why can't we just go to brisbane the whole site is quarantined and we just compete so i guess would the answer be and and that might change but i guess the answer at the moment would be because there are more people involved when you compete than when you train Possibly, uh, yeah, is that the yeah. Very, is that the very? But would that yeah, be the basic? Add in the umpires and for the, why you're the not? staff and all that sort of thing. Sure. I mean, I'd probably say the main answer is don't ask for too much. You're already getting a slam. You're already getting a hotel booked out for you, a whole resort. Um, but it was, I just thought it was quite an interesting question because if you're allowed to train and practice, but are you allowed to train and practice together? I don't know. I don't. Are you allowed to just go from your hotel room to the court? Who knows? But it was just quite an interesting thing I think put forward I I hadn't even considered I just thought yeah two weeks of quarantine if you can still train makes total sense and then off you go but yeah so we're still we're still waiting to see sort of how it all figures itself out they're talking about putting some more events on post Australian Open I think um extending yes. it a little bit um but yeah we'll see looks like the Australian Open is going to happen and that we'll be able to get people yeah. there safely and I mean as uh, as we heard from our friend in Melbourne they're taking it very seriously I'm, I've started to think about my hours during the Australian Open, I'm going to be a vampire, pretty much, aren't I? Just completely the opposite. Yep. Of... But as I say, I'll be up. Yeah, that's so. true. Uh, how, how are you getting on? You ain't getting any sympathy from how me. Are you, how are you getting on? I know apparently you might be in labour right now. And again, I think you're dealing with it very well to this point. Um, how are you getting on with dealing with building furniture? Have you started that it's, yet? It's beginning. It's beginning. It's happening now. It's, right. it's building. Yeah. It's happening. It's a little bit later Lovely. on than I would like. But I love DIY. So I love doing a flat Do pack. you? I didn't know that yeah. about you. But are you... Okay, you can love it and you can be good at it. Where are you? Oh, I'm I'm fairly competent. Okay, say. all right. I do most of the DIY stuff, yeah. So you've got, you've got a semblance of something coming together. If this genuinely is labour that you're in right now, you have a semblance of stuff that's there that's ready to go. Well, yeah, I don't know. It still operates if it's still flat packed and not actually put up doesn't it oh is it god well <laughs> i'm i'm aware it's i've noticed this in our last few podcasts when you start rocking from side to side i know that's but it's like a countdown to us finishing the pod <laughs> because you because you're at that uncomfortable stage and you're just yeah. rocking from side to side i'm just waiting for you to wrap up now you are i can see it's like a sort of rocking <laughs> and it's sort of and i start swaying too and it, it just all gets a bit so uh, i'll do the usual disclaimer you know we hope we're back next week but we also 
hope we get to see the new edition pretty uh, soon. We'll get one more in. All being well, and it will be. I'm I'm working on London remotely, but I'm covering every single day. So hopefully we'll have a little, a few insights and bits and pieces from from what is going in London. We'll be speaking to colleagues who are actually in the bubble. It's a very tight bubble, as we've sort of highlighted. So we'll we'll find out what life is like in the bubble. We will chat London. We will see how the nursery building is going, but. Honestly, Naomi is rocking to the point where when she goes to one side, <laughs> I actually lose part of her in my screen. <laughs> so keep building, keep rocking. Uh, I'm off. Please, people keep sending in baby names and, and who you'd most like to meet. If Why you are you making this so long? Grand Slam <laughs> let, let me go. I, I'm, sli- I'm, I'm, sli- so I'm slightly hypnotised by the rocking. <laughs> 